the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Interesting. That's really interesting. That's interesting. Very interesting. That is so interesting. Wow. That's so interesting. Oh boy, have we got a lot to tell you. Hey, it is Len and Sarah with a bunch of stuff I bet you didn't know about Noah's Ark. We're actually uh, on the road right now. We are on Baron's bus driving to Nashville. We just left Noah's Ark encounter in Kentucky and and learned so much. We're like, we we have to dive into some of this and share. You know, this Noah's Ark, which is in Kentucky, is absolutely amazing. I didn't know what to expect. This is the second year that we've gone to the Ark. And first off, you're just thinking in your mind, well, this would be kind of cool. I mean, this is a life-size Noah's Ark, and how can they fit all the animals on there? And you almost look at it at a surface level. But I'll tell you what, when you go beneath the surface, or rather when you go on deck, uh, it's amazing. You learn so much. There's so much fascinating stuff that you can learn about the story that we all learned and read in the Bible, right? We all knew the Lord told Noah to build an archiarchy. Right, right? children a, of the Lord. Right, right. Yeah. But there's, there's so much to the ark encounter. And we picked up some things that we just thought it would be fun to take some time and just talk about them because there's a lot of stuff about the ark and about Noah's story that we bet you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, you just mentioned that we learned about Noah's Ark growing up. We the Arky Arky song. Yeah. We had the children's books. You even have like decorations where you know they'll do a, a nursery room with the Noah's Ark theme. Well, they actually have a section in the Ark, and it really makes you stop and think because, like you say, that's what nursery theme should we go? Well, let's go Noah's Ark. Right. Or you're setting up a preschool, and it's Christian-based, and you go, well, let's go with the Noah's Ark theme. And all of that's kind of neat. But what they reminded you in the Ark in this one section is that it's just not a fun story about animals, but this is one of the most significant things that ever actually happened on Earth where God judged all of mankind because of mankind's wickedness. And so there's a lot bigger story than just naming the well, giraffes. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's scary. It's right. crazy. Right. I mean, all of it. It's it's not really a children's story. No, it's not at all. It's it's the story about God starting again. It's like it didn't work out too good the first time. Yuck. So I'm taking eight people, putting them on an ark, and you know what? I'm just going to start again. That's a pretty big story just to have a fun book about. Yeah, when you really, really think about the story, it's not a children's story. So this is our second time being there, and we decided there's so much you could see, even a second time. It's like you were there for the first. But we went to a lecture there from Dr. Tim Chafee. He's actually the whole content manager of the whole place. And, wow, we sat there. We did an hour lecture with him, and it was fascinating and a couple of the things that we thought you know what we got to share with you that we learned i i have said this as a fish food for thought before uh-huh where maybe you've heard titanic was built by professionals the ark was built by amateurs 
and it's right, supposed right. to you know supposed to evoke that emotion of oh oh that's awesome see anybody can do anything through christ and you know god who strengthens me which is a good message not that that's a bad message but the whole idea that noah was an amateur may not necessarily be true and i had never thought about it this way how many of you are listening right now when you picture the story of noah's ark you picture this guy with a beard out in the desert and God speaks to him in that voice that's in the movies and tells him to build an ark. And so he just randomly starts to construct this ark. And every once in a while, people who are going about their business just kind of walk by. Noah, what are you doing? Oh, I'm building an ark because God told me to. Hey, good luck with that. And they laugh and they go away. Right. Right. But it, right. it probably was nothing like that because... And we learned this at the Ark. There was already a lot of civilization, already a lot of advanced building techniques, technology, yeah. and there were probably a lot of boats already at that time. Yeah. So, okay. So that rocked my world. They have a whole section there. And we talked about this, like they could have been near a, a shipping city, a, a place where ships were already there. Noah actually could have had some of those skills already of, of right. building ships. We don't know that, but it's very possible. Well, think about this for a moment. This kind of blew me away. Think about your own personal life and maybe what God has led you into, your vocation, whatever it is. Maybe you're a nurse, as an example. Well, probably through your life, you've had a heart for compassion for people. So God uses the abilities that you have, and then, boom, you've got what you do for a living, right? Yeah. Well, then it's not unreasonable to think that Noah was probably or could have potentially already been a talented builder. He right. knew measuring. He knew construction. Who knows? He may have assisted building boats in the past. It would make sense that God might choose someone like that to build the ark. Yeah. And and you know what else he said? And these are all things that are possible. We don't know for a 100% sure. But, you know, it says Noah built the ark. Well, it also says in the Bible that Solomon built the temple. Right, right, but, right, right. But Solomon himself probably wasn't out there building and right, doing he wasn't everything. Melting gold to make the whatever was in the temple. Right. right, and I never thought of that before. And he wasn't saying that Noah wasn't out there with you know his hands in building. He probably was, but we can't just assume that Noah was out there by himself. He could have hired people. Right, right. It starts to make the whole art construction thing realistic because there's a lot of people that would be skeptical thinking, oh, I'm really sure that one man could build a boat that is over the size of a football field. But you're making a lot of assumptions when you make a statement like that because that isn't necessarily true. He also talked about the fact Noah could have hired people, right? People, right. People are always looking for work, right? Right. And, and they would have been... And during that time as well. Yeah, he uh, did something really fascinating. He said, you know what? I want to show you a picture of one of the cars of the construction team that helped build the ark. And the person had like a sticker or emblem on the back of their car and they were an atheist. Right. And so he said all the people that worked on Noah's ark didn't necessarily have to agree with his message as long as he paid them. Yeah. They could have been that way. And it could have, you know. Maybe, you know, today when that worker was there, could have made an influence on him. Yeah, I think the whole point of that was this. Sometimes people are skeptical about the Bible stories or they think, oh, that's just a story or it's just a fairy tale. And that's because they've 
drawn very surfacey assumptions based on a story they heard as a child and they really have never thought it through or dug into it. And the more you dig into it, the more you say, hey, wait a minute, this starts to make a lot of sense. Right, exactly. That's so interesting. I thought it was interesting too, kind of just pressing into what we're talking about here and that an, an atheist was helping to build the Ark Encounter in, in Kentucky because they saw the emblem on the vehicle. But he told the story when the Ark first opened X amount of years ago, I can't remember, that they actually, on like one of the very first day, had a group of atheists come visit the Ark. And it was kind of a protest. Oh, that's right. I think the way the story went is uh, a big convention of atheists actually planned their convention in Cincinnati, which is really close to where the Ark Encounter Mm -hmm. is, so that they could take a side journey and visit the Ark on the opening weekend and try to spoil it by going there and making fun of it and all of that sort of thing. Right, right. right. So, So they come to the Ark and this Dr. Tim Chafee, who you know, basically runs all the content there and uh, and everything at the Ark. They were like, "Hey, do you want to come give these people a tour? Let's let's kind of be different. Let's not just ignore them. Let's ask them while they're here protesting. Hey, why don't you come? Let us give you a tour." And that's exactly what they did. And they were able to take this group of atheists around the whole Ark and explain to them everything. I thought that was beautiful because he actually had some pictures and the atheists were there and he says, look at their body language. They're really interested and engaged in what I'm talking about. It doesn't mean they became believers or believe the whole story of the Bible, but we had a really civil, wonderful conversation. We actually parted as friends and who knows what impact that visit will have on them and their beliefs in the future. And for me, Here's what it said to me. I'm thinking when we're watching the news or we're on social media and we see people that are doing very blatant things that are just opposing our Christian faith in every way, it certainly is easy to get judgmental about that and criticize. But at the same time, if you ever get the chance to talk with the person as Mm -hmm. a person and tell them about your faith and what you believe and spend some time with them and try to break down those barriers and just realize, hey, we're all going through a journey together. Here's what I believe. Okay, I hear what you believe. That's a better way to go about things. In other words, love people and respect them and realize that we are all created in the image of God. Yeah, and it was interesting. He said, for the most part, they were all well-mannered. They listened. He said there was only one time on the tour where one of one of the atheists came up to kind of his friend who was talking and got right in their face. And that's right when the newspaper took a picture and, of course, published yeah, that picture. Right. But he said that was just a small fraction of the time. The rest of the time, it was great. So a- another way we can get misled by some of the things we see when it really really wasn't that bad. You know, one of my favorite statements is this. It's better to light a candle than curse the darkness. Mm -hmm. It's easy to judge everything going on in our world. And I'm not suggesting that you go, oh, that's fine when people are saying things that openly are against what you believe as a person of faith. But at the same time, when you get the opportunity to make friends with people that may feel different than you and share your heart and your love to them, really, that's also what we're called by God to do. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times I think what happens is they come up with these really tough questions, maybe, you know, for us. And that's exactly what was happening with this atheist group. There's a lot of these common questions that pop up. 
And he kind of addressed all of those and went through them. And one of the other questions that this group of atheists kind of came at them with was the animals. There is no way you fed every animal on that ark and, you know, et cetera. And I really never understood all this either. Well, like you say, we have a surface knowledge of the story of Noah's Ark, but actually there's a lot of details in the Bible if you just take time to really read the whole story. And so first of all, he said skeptics talk about how many animals that would go on the Ark. It's impossible to fit that kind of animals on the ark and today there are 1.5 million different species of animals and how could you fit them on the ark etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. but he started to break down the bible story and he said first of all there's all kinds of groups that weren't invited onto the ark like you wouldn't yeah. invite fish onto the ark right right they, right. they can swim and they and weren't he, invited he actually had some like infographs from the 70s, I think, yeah. from Encyclopedia Britannica, where it showed what was on the Ark, and there were whales right. and all Sword sorts of things. And, yeah. and it's like, well, probably not, yeah, since it was swim. a flood. They can swim, and so they weren't invited onto the Ark. Uh, insects weren't invited onto the Ark, because right. uh, th- it was just creatures that had uh, breath in their nostrils, and insects don't breathe through nostrils right. like mammals do. And so, uh, when you start, oh, and also, when you count 1.5 million species of life on the earth that includes plants and so you wouldn't put trees and you put would put grass on the ark so when you start to cut down who was actually quote unquote invited onto the ark by god it was actually a much smaller number and it's also not every animal but it's every kind of animal just to give you one example yeah well think about this how many bears are there today if i said name some bears you'd say here in our area where we live there's black bear yeah grizzly bear there's not where we live but but there's grizzly bear Uh there's panda bears Uh there's koala Koala bears but actually it was of every kind and so bear is a kind right same thing with dogs would be another example and i never thought of that let's have fun with dinosaurs too because people say what about dinosaurs they could never fit on the ark actually because it's of every kind you wouldn't invite the largest biggest full-grown t-rex onto the ark (laughs) right right not invited but it would be reasonable to take smaller kinds of dinosaurs and have them on the ark to represent the dinosaur kind. Not only that, but it could you, be the babies. It, it would. It probably was the babies. Make more sense, right? You would want babies. They would be healthier. They would be stronger. And in the future, when you want to repopulate the earth, they could reproduce much more efficiently over a longer period of time, and their lifespan would be longer too. So you would maybe have a little bitty baby dinosaurs, maybe the size of turtles are a little bigger bigger than that. Now you can right. fit them onto the ark. Right. So let's talk just a little bit more about dinosaurs. Yeah, because I, this is a yeah. this is a big question because sometimes people say, oh, there's no way there were dinosaurs on the ark. Right, right. And the whole thing about dinosaurs in millions and millions of years. And where's the dinosaurs today would be the question. Right. So I really like this because we were walking through the ark and they have these exhibits where there's different animals or likenesses of animals on there. So mm-hmm. you had an idea of how they would be on the ark. And I says, look at those dinosaurs right there. Right. Right. And I showed you these dinosaurs and they were every bit of a dinosaur. And I yeah. said, watch this. Dinosaurs just like that still exist today. And so I whipped out my phone <laughs> and I Googled Komodo dragon. And that yeah. is a species that you're not going to find many places, but actually there's Komodo dragons on Galapagos. Yeah. Okay. And when I opened up the image, 
they were the exact size and looked exactly like. I mean, like. It, it looked identical. Google kimono dragons. Right. They're dinosaurs. They look like yep. dinosaurs. Oh, so it's just are. fascinating. Yeah. So, uh, and, and whether you're a young earther or old earther, you know, either way, I think all this stuff is so interesting to learn about. Me too. That's so interesting. You know what else? Like, I'm such a history nerd. Len's such a history nerd. We, we love all this stuff. Another part of my favorite um, exhibits, I guess you would say, is the Legends Around the World um, part of the Ark, where we have the story. Noah wrote down the account of the Ark, but there are several... Moses. Moses. That's <laughs> Noah's story <laughs> right. of the Ark. Yeah. Um. And, but there's also legends from all around the world that give the same account. Yeah, here's something that you really, really need to know. This is big stuff, but this is worth knowing, okay? So in cultures around the world, there's not just a few, but there are hundreds of stories that are kind of like the story of Noah's Ark. There's even one story that is older than the story that Noah, uh, that Moses wrote down about Noah, okay? But... Here's what you need to know. This is really, really interesting. Those flood accounts are often used by skeptics, skeptics to say, oh, well, uh, the people of the Bible, they just copy, they just copy the flood legends that are around the world. Actually, it's way different than that. The story of Noah and the Ark is the real story. It's the most authentic story, and it's a story that can be proven out when you look at all the details. How did the story get all over the world? It's another part. Of the Bible. Anyone ever hear the story of the Tower of Babel where they yep. were building this oh, big yeah. tower? Uh-huh. All right. So here's what happened. At Babel, you might remember this, all of the people were trying to be like God and they were building this tower to the heavens and God said, we can't have that. And so it was that point in time that God scattered the people all over the world. Well, wouldn't it make sense that if they all knew the story of Noah and the ark, which was one of the well, no, it was the most significant event right. that ever, ever happened. So that was a big story in the culture. Wouldn't it make sense that if they spread out all over the world, they would take that story with them? Yeah. And over time, whether you were in North America, South America, whether you're in China, whether you're in the Middle East, wherever you live, you would tell that story. As you told the story, you'd get some of the details wrong, like the telephone right, game. Right, right, right. And thus, you have a bunch of stories that are like Noah's story, but not exactly like his story because the details change. But it's kind of proof that the story of Noah was the biggest thing that ever happened on the earth. And all the people groups all of the earth knew yeah. the story of Noah and the ark. And, and, and there's hundreds of these legends. Let me just give you one. This is from, it looks like, the Pawnee tribe in what is now Nebraska okay. here in the United States. So you can like flip through these legends in the room. Yeah, they have a book of legends. They have a book right? of legends. So this is what Len was talking about, just one of them. It says, the first people were giants and thought they could overcome the creator. He drowned them in a great flood, then created a man and a woman. So again, you see, it's like a game of telephone. It's, it's not the same, but there are some similarities to it. Yeah. And we bring it up, not because we know all the stories or know all the details about this, but we just know that you would find it interesting once you find out that, wait a minute, there's just not one Bible story of Noah's Ark, but there's Noah's Ark type stories all over the world. Yeah, there is. Yeah. There is. Every culture has their version of Noah's Ark story, which is absolutely amazing. 
So as I think about all the things that we talked about and learned at the ARC, I try to say, well, what's my takeaway? I hate to leave. Right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. What is your yeah. What is your biggest aha takeaway from the ARC? Or, to, or it could be a little thing that you yeah, just thought was cool. You know, for me, it's this. When you get into the New Testament Bible, Jesus talks a lot about Noah's Ark. That's true. Yeah. Right. And he basically says the way things were in the days of Noah where things were heading in the wrong direction in the world, mm-hmm. that's the way it's going to be in the future. And that's mm-hmm. the way it is in our world today, right? And yeah. so you just have to keep in mind that God is not ignoring what's happening on the world. He's very aware of it. And the Bible basically says, hey, the the warning is, just like it was in the day of Noah's to, in Noah, to make sure that you make God a priority in your life. Put him first and get right with God because things aren't going to go on like they are right now forever. Yeah. Someday God's going to kind of do it again and judge the earth again, just like he did in the days of Noah. That's kind of the message. Yeah, it really is. I, I think overall, making a visit like this challenges me even more to really dive in and learn the Bible more than at a surface level. Diving into... Yeah, even ancient cultures and ancient Christianity and the very things like like the stuff we learned from Dr. Chim Chafee with building the ark. We should mention uh, he is an author. If you look him up, this guy's got books like. Crazy. Oh yeah, we already have some books in our Amazon cart from <laughs> Dr. Chafee. Um, but just the assumptions that you know Noah was an amateur. He, I always felt like Noah's an amateur. Probably didn't know what he was doing. And somehow built the ark and it took him over a hundred years. And those assumptions may not be necessarily true. It could have taken him a lot less time as well. He could have, could have been more like 50 years. What was the movie? What was the movie about Noah's ark? Um, Jim, uh, the guy from the office. The guy from the office. Yeah, 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 yeah. The main guy from the office, the Michael from the office. What's the actor's name? Why oh, is it? um. <laughs> I actually never saw that. Oh, no, Evan, Evan Almighty. Yes, Evan Almighty 2. No, it was Evan Almighty, right? Yeah, That's what I, it was. I never saw that movie. Yeah, so it, that might be your version of Noah's Ark, where this guy just seems nuts to everybody and is building Noah's Ark, but it probably didn't come out that way. Yeah, well, yeah, and it could have been less time, because he, he made a point that I thought was interesting when he was building the Ark, and you know it's made out of wood, that if it really took 100-plus years... What happens to wood over a hundred year span? Oh, that was very interesting. It starts to break down. So like, right. just picture you're at one end of the arc building it and you're working your way down to the other end. hundred years later, you get to the other end. By that time, don't you think the wood after a hundred years at the other end might have warped a little? Right. And that's because the Bible doesn't actually say it took a hundred years to build. People just grab something that they read in the Bible and then yeah, they just and say, he, oh, and he explained years. the context of yeah. why some people believe that but we don't actually know and the fact that you know it, it gives like a certain type of wood in the Bible go for what go for what go for what but we don't know everybody assumes it's the kind of wood we have now in like Lebanon in that area but after the flood it could have changed every type of tree and wood that we 
had. They could have had a different type of wood, a better wood. Yes. A more solid. Like, we just don't know. And I never thought about that. No, I, I thought all of that was great. And like you said, it's a reminder. Uh, don't make assumptions about something in the Bible and say, how could that possibly be when you really don't even read it, right? Yeah, dig into it. Dig into it. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I hope maybe, I don't know, one of my goals is to encourage people to kind of read more, dig in a little more. And hopefully some of the stuff that we said has you start Googling <laughs> <laughs> and looking yeah. for for answers yourself. Well, definitely look up Komodo dragon. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I had no idea that was a thing. Even though I've heard of them, I didn't realize yeah. how much they look like a dinosaur. a dinosaur. So, hey, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you want to send us a message, a note on some of the stuff that you'd like to hear in the future, we would absolutely love it. And if you really love the podcast, definitely say you love it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Those ratings, those comments made the world to us. And subscribe because we have a lot more podcasts coming your way. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.